This is Soundtrack, a music podcast about the music that impacts our lives. Every episode is a conversation of how music has shaped and influenced one's life. Because music is the soundtrack to everyone's story. Soundtrack is hosted by Kyle Lichty. Hey everyone, I'm here with my sister, Kendall King. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So we're here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is where we grew up. Kendall, I've known you for 26 years. <laughs> what? You're my younger sister. And uh, just like me, we grew up here in Fort Wayne. What was that like for you to uh, grow up here? Overall, it was great. I'm still here. I guess I didn't hate it that much. <laughs> So, yeah, it was good. It was, went to Leo, went to IPFW for a little bit. So, yeah, I like how, I like what's to come of Fort Wayne. I like that idea. Talk about that because, you know, Fort Wayne is jokingly being called Fort Fun because it's Mm -hmm. not been fun, (laughs) at least when I was there. And it's, I mean, it's been, geez, almost 13 years now, 12 years, but talk about why that's changing. Why you're excited about the possibilities. That's a good question. I think it's, it's more so just excited for the development of um, specifically downtown. Like so Mm -hmm. much has changed even within the past like five years, let alone maybe even year with like the park being open and just like all the new food places and coffee places and it's just it's exciting to go downtown and actually see people downtown now mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas before I feel like growing up when you would go downtown it was a bit like for work like people who work downtown or even just this was later on, but just the 10 caps, like, um, which is a baseball team, but they eventually went downtown. So I feel like those two things were the long, like those two things were the only things to do downtown was like work and go see a ball game. So to have more things to do, like from our apartment, we can bike downtown like even the river greenway and stuff so just i don't know it's exciting yeah crazy yeah (laughs) the landing is super cool recently went to the landing brewery i think company i Mm -hmm. I don't know if it has the co after it but when you're inside and you walk out you feel like you're not in fort wayne right like it, uh, it feels like you're in a big city or mm-hmm. just not in Fort Wayne. So it, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. At the, so the landing is a, it's a new project that just opened up this last summer, I want to say, right? Or maybe even last year, parts yeah, of it. Yeah, I think last year, parts of it. And, but so that you can't drive down it. So that I think is... A really cool feature. Also, I, I think it's important to give our listeners some history about the landing. It's pretty much 
where Fort Wayne started to grow as a city back in the mid-1800s. Fort Wayne is this unique city where you have three rivers that come together. And so because of that, uh, back then, they built this docking station right where these three rivers come together. And it became an, an important spot for boats to land, hence the name, The Landing. Mm-hmm. And this was a, a pretty big deal back then because you had the Wabash and Erie Canal built. It was built through Fort Wayne. And this is important because it was where uh, it connected Lake Erie, so the Great Lakes, to uh, the Mississippi River. So you didn't have to go from the Great Lakes all the way down the American coast to uh, New Orleans. You could go through this canal instead. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm being uh, a history nerd here, but <laughs> since the 50s, you've had a lot of businesses leave the downtown area for the burbs, which is any city in America. And and so the, the landing for years was just not what it used to be. It was a lot of buildings that were not being used, businesses that closed and such. So now, because of new investments, it's this incredible space now it's completely renovated it's completely different from when we were kids Mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of it's a really cool space to be in and I I enjoyed being there yeah I think they've successfully done that yeah Utopia is awesome I I enjoyed their coffee Mm -hmm. and then you know Nawa as well yeah there's there's like shops too yeah. With apartments up top. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's get into music. That's what this <laughs> is supposed to be about. <laughs> For you, growing up with music, a lot of influence right away was Christian music. And mm-hmm. acts such as like Barlow Girl, Zoe Girl, <laughs> on Jump Why Five. Why calling me out? <laughs> <laughs> and, and there were others too. A lot, obviously, a lot of this is because this is what we are allowed to listen to. What was it about this particular set of uh, artists that resonated with you at that early childhood age? Oh, man. I think some of it is like <laughs> I could dance to it in my room slash, I don't know, they just have like some of their songs have deep feeling towards them, like real I don't know real stuff I guess but or at least it sounded like that I don't know if they actually wrote that but but yeah kind of a mix of both like one one track you could be jamming out and think you're on like a stage just dancing (laughs) then switch to like crying on your bed feels so I don't know I enjoyed both of those <laughs> both extremes 
so now we we're we're getting into more adolescent years Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of just a mix of a lot of different things that you're really digging into at that time and whether it's pop country rap how did that come about and what was uh what was so appealing about that music to you at that time these questions just gonna (laughs) i think a lot of it was influenced by like you and aaron but also influenced by friends like just playing volleyball and having a warm-up playlist you know you hit a lot of your like hype songs hype pop songs I guess and then you know I'd go in the car and Aaron would be playing rap music and then I'd be driving down like a country road and want to listen to country like so I just it kind of hit all of those marks due to who I was around but also I've always enjoyed and I feel like I kind of get this probably from you that you enjoy a lot of different type of music so it's not like you were I mean it felt like you were only playing one thing like for days but (laughs) I probably was I know that wasn't the case (laughs) yeah I feel like I enjoy a lot of different genres because of people like you or like what I said with doing different things that different music was being played at. What were some of those artists that you remember from that time that you were especially appreciating? Taylor Swift, Childish Gambino, Kid Cudi, Kesha. My friend and I would jam out to some Kesha. Yeah. And then really like what what was playing on the radio too. So whatever top pop song that was probably played for a warm-up song or was playing in my car. Yeah. And this is like the late aughts, early tens. Yeah. During that time. So like Rihanna. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Right. Yeah. I'm curious because, you know, yeah, you had to listen to whatever Aaron and I was playing in the Mm -hmm. car. Uh, But you ended up enjoying it as well a lot of the time. What made you enjoy what we put on? Yeah, I'm sure some of it was probably (laughs) just enjoying it because you both enjoyed it. I feel like that's um, probably a youngest sibling trait. (laughs) But and like specifically talking to you you would just like go all out on any song so it's hard not to get hype with you when someone's doing that but yeah so I'm sure there's that aspect of it but I feel like I've always enjoyed music I've always enjoyed listening to different like an example is what I stated in the beginning of like dancing to music and then all the feels so I feel like you know I kind of got both of those with you and Aaron as well I didn't do anything in the cart by the way um that's a lie (laughs) I have friends that can vouch for me oh geez don't make me call them 
Oh man. <laughs> you be you, Kyle. I that is something I definitely did and still do. Yeah. That's for sure. So college comes around and you're mm-hmm. starting to listen to more alternative music. So pop alternative, alternative rock, even more senior songwriter. Yeah. Mumford and Sons, for example, is really sticking mm-hmm. out to you. Vampire Weekend, who we both saw together with a friend of yours. From the giant. Yeah. We've seen them. Were you with us when we saw Mute Math? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was another. You, Aaron, and I went and saw Coldplay. Yeah. That was oh. That was that great. was awesome. We do not we need a um part two. Yeah. And mom needs to join this time. Does she? I'm <laughs> sorry. Sorry, mom. I know Jeez. you're probably listening to this episode. We would love to have you come with us to go play. <laughs> that was straight sarcasm. So, and, and there's so many other you know, bands that or artists that I could mention that were really appealing to you, but I'm, I'm curious, this wasn't, this wasn't coming from Aaron or I or somebody close. This was you actively seeking this out on your own. And so I'm curious, how did that come about? Yeah, I think some of it was probably thinking, so thinking back on it, I think some of it was probably influenced by friends. Like I have a friend who definitely listened to like Vampire Weekend and more alternative stuff, but I still listened to a lot of alternative stuff on my own like in the car. So I think it was probably influenced by a few friends that I had that I would visit, but also I would go, you know, and visit my friends at college and I'd be in a car for at least an hour. And so I would like make these mix tapes that makes me sound old, but um, (laughs) I wanted to say playlist, but I can't, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so I would just, put all of that onto a CD and just jam out to it. So I think Coldplay was probably the start of more alternative stuff, which I don't know if they're fully considered alternative anymore, but, but yeah, they were probably the start of me enjoying that genre of music. I think a lot of it has to do with like instruments and like the actual music, not just the lyrics, you know, they even just thinking of like Mumford and Sons, how many instruments they use. Mm. And like, I enjoy hearing the drums, I guess, or just the bass or even like electric guitar and just things that maybe get used more now in pop music but not necessarily when I was in college or high school even. Yeah, I mean, if you take into consideration pop music, Mm. you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was mostly electronic sampling. You might have like a a certain instrument, but it's electronically produced through a a program. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, and and probably Coldplay started that as well because they use a lot of Mm -hmm. instruments. And obviously some of it still might be produced, but I guess I just like that sound as well in records. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of these bands that I mentioned already um, and that you've talked about, like uh, Mumford and, and Vampire Weekend, you've seen live talk about what those live shows were like i miss going to concerts yeah i actually just i did a virtual show on sunday well i guess saturday but i didn't watch it until sunday for the band nightly and it just it was still great you know it's great to see them like perform their new stuff but there's i don't know there's nothing like seeing a band in person yeah yeah I mean it was awesome I think some of it is mixed with who you see see concerts with for sure you know if you both enjoy who you're seeing it's gonna be 10 times better than you're with someone who has never heard their music before but yeah there's just that aspect of there's just something to be said of listening to music with people that you enjoy. Like there's, it's a very unique feeling, I guess. So yeah, it, they were all great. Like they're, they were all good in their own way. You know, I would love to see Coldplay closer, but (laughs) you know, it was still like, I got to see Coldplay. It was still a great, like they're a great band and they're great performers. So I forgot that we, with Aaron, I don't know if you remember when we saw uh, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh yeah. That was fun. That was awesome too. Yeah. I wish I knew Lincoln park though more. Yeah. That I didn't start listening to until I met Josh. (laughs) 30 Seconds to Mars open for Linkin Park. So I'm sure it was kind of mm-hmm. just weird for you not really having any idea what, what the music was at all about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which it's interesting now because I have a lot of friends currently who definitely grew up listening to like Green Day and Linkin Park and more of nice. the, what you would consider emo bands <laughs> if you even... I don't know if they would consider them emo bands, but to someone who grew up listening to pop, it's more emo. (laughs) So yeah, it's interesting now how I personally wouldn't probably choose it over other stuff that I listen to, but um, I can recognize like songs now. Would you say there's like a more of an appreciation for that as well because your friends are into it? Yeah. Some of the stuff I'm like, this is too heavy for me, but, <laughs> um, it's, you know, then there's some where I'm like, it makes sense that you like this or that you would listen to it. And some of it is also, I think, what you consider classic, like classic music of what they grew up on. Like, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So after college, you meet Josh, your husband. He's been on the show, and one thing that's happened meeting Josh is that your taste in music has expanded a ton Mm -hmm. as well. 
how has Josh's taste expanded yours? How has that come about? I'm laughing because I guess like a very simplistic answer is when your husband plays music 24 seven, you have no choice but to um, enjoy (laughs) or to hear his um, style of music. I was being a little dramatic, but um, no, he does play it a lot. But good thing is that I enjoy most of it. So I think both of us enjoyed the 1975 before we got together. So um, I think that was their second album is came out when we got together. So we've kind of, I guess you can say our relationship has kind of evolved with like them as a band and them as an artist of releasing new albums so we both like we both enjoy the 1975 so would love to see them in concert and we would love to we enjoy listening to them like every road trip that we go on we definitely listen to the 1975 but so yeah that's just something that we both enjoy together but also I would say like as much as some of it can be kind of cringy um, like he definitely opened my eyes more to like Christian rap and more rap in general I feel like I listen to Anderson Pack now because of him yeah. and more Kanye because of him mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely J. Cole so yeah I mean I think it's hard if you live with anyone not to kind of change unless like you really do not like their music that they're playing I feel like it's hard not to enjoy it on some level or at least be influenced by what they're playing he definitely knows a lot more like indie artists than I do so sometimes it's um, it's really fun to you know be in the car with him and have him play something and be like oh like I just found like a new favorite band or I'll show him something that I just found and he's like yeah they've I've been listening to them for (laughs) years now like that's not impressive (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's it's nice when he has a very um, broad music taste as well to kind of um, learn new bands or listen to new new bands that I didn't know about before yeah so we've actually seen the 1975 together. Mm-hmm. What was that like to to be able to see them live? It was definitely top three. Oh, I think okay. Favorite. And I think partly, I was going to say this earlier, but I think there is something to be said about location of seats Yeah. in totally. a concert. And we had really good seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were like seventh row or something like that yeah it was super close and so I think it just you feel like their energy more because mm-hmm. you're just closer to them so I think it's just in, more enjoyable and they're also with that there's something I think also to be said of like it's hard um, not that you can't enjoy the music or still have it be like a great concert if you didn't know the songs but there is again something to be said about if you like 
really enjoy the artist and you know most of the songs, you're gonna probably feel more connected or feel I don't know whatever that thing is like more than if you didn't know like any of the songs right it's more enjoyable is what I'm getting at so yeah and I think was it just you or was my friend Emily there too I think Emily was the vampire oh yeah show because it was the same venue okay we went to but I think it was just you and I for 1975 okay again like listening to music live with people that you care about and you enjoy and then at mixin like a band that you enjoy really enjoy listening to it's going to be a good time it's going to be a fun experience absolutely one of the things that we've we've talked about on our own at times is with specifically the 1975 they've changed their sound several times and, and maybe more accurately an album of theirs will have various different genres mm-hmm. implemented in their track list so much so that it, it, you could argue that it sounds more like a playlist than it is mm-hmm. uh, an album yeah. and one of the things that you know we we've talked about is that you appreciate that about the 1975 that they mm-hmm. are always changing their sound or they are always able to put various different types of song into an album why do you think you appreciate that so much i heard an artist say this in an interview and i just always go back to it he was creating an album and he was asking himself the question like um, why don't like all the songs like kind of feel the same like it didn't feel cohesive almost yeah and he was like then he realized that he was listening to like rap music and then he would listen to like John Mayer and then like some like alternative stuff and so what he was putting into his head is kind of what he was creating as well and I think in a way it makes sense as we have apps like Apple music and Spotify where you can listen to whatever you want, whenever Mm -hmm. you want. And you can create a playlist of, I mean, you could have a playlist of every genre on it if you wanted. And so it makes sense to me why the 1975 would do that. But also I enjoy it because that's also how I listen to music. I don't listen to to just country or just pop or just rap. Like I listen to all of it. I mean, my, those CDs that I was talking about in high school, like it had everything on it of all the genres I just named. So that's how I was taking in music But then I think I also respect it, like, as the artist where I know, like, going to Mumford & Sons, I think a lot of people were upset when they came out with, was it Delta? Or what was the one before Wilder Minds? Yeah, it was the one before. Because there was no banjo. Yep. And I think that as consumers... (laughs) I feel like 
that's not allowing them to grow as artists when you just put them into this box of like, you have to have a banjo for every album that you make the rest of your life. Like, I would not enjoy that probably listening to that every album. So it's like, why, why not create something new? Why not create something that it sounds cliche but like something you haven't created before or that isn't out there already so I respect artists who don't repeat the same sound in their albums I think Coldplay is another example of that where people want them to go back to that like rock anthem right stadium feel yeah but one of my top albums that I like from them is Ghost. Um, yeah. Is it Ghost Stories? And that's totally not that vibe. It feels like it's a Chris Martin solo album. It does. Not yeah. a Coldplay album. Yeah. So, and I actually, I think for Mumford & Sons, my top album for them would be Wilder Mine. So, yeah, yeah I think, I again, I just, I respect artists who who are innovative, I guess, and don't repeat the same sound just because they're fans or like, you know, consumers want them to have a banjo in every album or go back to the way it was like 10 years ago. And it's like, if you even think about that, again, you don't consume music the same way you did 10 years ago. Right. So it's like, I don't think people would actually want that music. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. no, I think you bring up a a really good point like of our listening habits are not the same from Yeah. 10 years ago, even 5 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so oftentimes I think the I can't say this is the case for everybody else, but the albums that stick out to me are either because of the lyrical content mm-hmm. or because there was something new and fresh Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was hearing from the music. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hearing the same old, that formula type of way of doing things, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's like the best in the long run. I also think it just doesn't work in our technology slash who we are in 2020 as consumers, like it just doesn't work that way anymore. It changes so quickly. It does change so quickly. You just think of Lizzo. Yeah. A year ago, she's like on top of the world and I'm sure she could still make a great song and produce yeah. a quality hit next year. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not so sure that a truth hurts would work and do something right year. now. Yeah. I agree with that especially post-COVID, the way that yeah. we listen to music now has changed That's so true. much. That's true. That, I, yeah, I'm really, I'm enjoying more of the, um, I, I would say like the past year even, I'm enjoying more listening to the singer, songwriter, artist. It's like an Alessia Cara or Julia Michaels. Like mm-hmm. they're definitely more on the pop side of things, but pretty sure both of them you could say have written 80% of their own stuff, which it might even be more than that. But yeah, I'm enjoying hearing 
the lyrical side of music right now. Is it based on the feelings that it conjures up for you? I'm sure that. I mean, I think I've always enjoyed that. I've always, like, I've always enjoyed the singer-songwriter because, like, I can only think of the band Passenger, which I don't even know if he writes his own stuff, but he's very lyrical in his music, and so Mm -hmm. I appreciated him in, like, college and stuff, but... I think again I think I've always enjoyed it but probably the feels. <laughs> yeah. What are you uh currently listening to that's uh on your typical uh listening habits? Right now because they just came out with an album, The Nightly. I still need to check <sighs> them out. Yeah, you should. Um you got me on Joan when you play yeah. that for Charlie, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of them, which thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea Cutler, I've listened to a lot of, and she's more on that singers on writer. Um, Wallows just came out with a new EP. Her just came out with a really good song, Damage. Did you listen to that? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that. She's got like that deep voice. Mm-hmm. that she was going with kind of yeah if you didn't know her <laughs> yeah. you would think uh it was a male yeah that's pretty much it i recently i feel like on my my library it's been mm-hmm. a lot of things that like bands that i remembered that i enjoyed but didn't have on my library so like the black keys john Mayer. so that's mm-hmm. all that's like popping up right now but nice a few country stuff in there as well, but that's some little Nas X. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what? Well, so I mean, we've we've actually not really talked a lot about country. What? What came about with country music back in high school for you? Just because it was on the radio? Probably radio mixed with. I had one friend who. We listened to Roscoe Flats a lot, and they are very lyrical as well, and kind of can even say their some of their songs are very feeling, yeah, based. And then I think Mom started listening to them as well, yeah. So I would say like it started from that, and probably just. I know Aaron listened to some country, like he enjoyed listening to country if it wasn't rap. So I don't really know where it started, but I've always enjoyed it. Like I haven't been that person like you who does not enjoy country whatsoever or maybe not whatsoever, yeah, but most of it, most of it. Part of it, I think looking back, a lot of my friends listen to it Mm. and it just didn't feel any connection lyrically to any of those songs yeah so i would say it's i don't know if i can say that because i want to say i think it's gotten better (laughs) but some songs are still about the things that you were listening to back then with your friends right no, it sounds like more of what I've come across that I've listened to 
it's it's more relational yeah part of it too i remember <laughs> so my freshman year in wrestling mm-hmm. i'm getting my butt kicked in practice and we are playing country music mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if there's like psychologically some ptsd there yeah <laughs> yeah like i'm i am probably you know just getting hammered by my teammates because mm-hmm. I, I it was my first year and, and you were tiny i'm yeah oh yeah 100 pounds as a freshman and i'm getting i'm listening to this music as well that was mm-hmm. uh brooks and dunn i believe dirk bentley mm-hmm. so it just yeah. i don't know i was probably hating the moment so much that I, the music got added into the, yeah. <laughs> my hatred <laughs> so I, yeah i think all those factors probably deal with it for me yeah what current music of country are you listening to Jordan Davis is probably my top right now. He just came out with a song called Lose You. I mean, I love Dan and Shay. I was supposed to see them in concert too. I think what I'm enjoying currently with country music is how many artists are trying to, they're not just sticking in their country lane. There are a lot of country artists are creating pop songs or being featured on pop songs. Yeah. And so I've enjoyed that when they aren't cringy, but some of them are just like pop songs, but I've enjoyed it when there's been kind of a balance of both pop and country. Mm. But I've also enjoyed how artists now are like, they are doing shows with so like you might have like a pop artist who is doing a show with a country artist and again I think it kind of it's good business if you think about it because you can again it goes back to that idea of like how people consume music nowadays it's typically not just one genre and that's all that you listen to And so I was supposed to see Dan and Shay in March and the band Camino was opening for them. And so, which are very, you know, opposite end bands and artists, but that was part of the reason why I wanted to buy tickets is because I enjoyed both of those artists. So I think you're going to see a lot more blend or collaboration between different genres yeah well I I mean I would argue that it's already happened like yeah at a very high level I mean there were people predicting that hip-hop and country were gonna mesh like five years ago and then little Nas Mm -hmm. X accomplished that (laughs) yeah so yeah it has happened and it's been successful that's the thing yeah for the most part but what is it about music that we appreciate so much? Why do we listen to music? I'm sure there's a deeper reason why as far as like we just don't, you know, like you don't want to be alone. You would rather, you know, listen to music to maybe take you away from like whatever is going on in your life to like whether that's make you feel good or just make you feel in general. There's that side of it. But then I think music also is very simple and the 
in the fact of like I don't know if there's a bad time to listen to music like for any occasion whether like you're cooking by yourself or whether you're having a group of people and having music playing in the background like I mean I think it connects us because it's relatable and it can be music can I think be very simple but it also can be deeply meaningful and I think everyone has that within them of wanting to feel that connection wanting to feel like something deeper than what is currently happening in their life and so whether that's music like can be heal like it can be healing for some people and music can be like an, an escape for other people so I think it, it can also be super personal um, where you know artists are like pouring out like the deepest parts of who they are right in some songs and it's just crazy that other people can relate to those same lyrics like that maybe they like those lyrics were in their journal or something you know so it's just it's very it connects a lot of people together I think more than we even think about when we press play like that feeling or the emotion behind it is bigger than humanness almost yeah Oh, totally. Well, Kendall, thanks for doing this. This was awesome. You forced me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You you were kidding around a lot today. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that there's something all... behind all of this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You'll never know. Oh, gosh. You're welcome, though. Young, younger sisters. Love you. <laughs> yeah, love you, too. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack with Kyle Lichty. Each person interviewed has created a playlist of the very songs that have impacted their life. If you are interested in listening to their playlist, you can head straight to our website at soundtrack.fireside.fm. Click on Soundtrack Playlist and it will take you straight to their playlist on Spotify. If you like the podcast and want to know more, check out our Instagram at at Soundtrack Podcast, or leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Join us next time on Soundtrack. <laughs>